1: This is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. Diesel, I'm getting a wicked echo. And uh, Lee, we are the fan upstate. Much, much better. Rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Uh, Folks, uh, you can't make this up, okay? You can't make this up. We got some breaking news about 20, 30 minutes ago. But I got bigger and better news than that, okay? I got bigger and better news than that, and that is the following. Uh, sitting about four feet from me right now is none other than Ruby Downs. And Ruby Downs, you might remember over the last six months, um, had a life-altering event, had a life-threatening event. And we've been getting good news about, on Facebook about Ruby. And I want to let you know that Ruby is officially back to work now so uh th- there is no other news that we could ever deliver to you on a on a show day that would be better than that um ruby we love you it is awesome to see you it is awesome to have you back looking better than ever uh looking vibrant and spirited uh and full of fire and vinegar right um and yeah there you go there you go and uh I say that in the studio. I didn't know if I was comfortable saying that here. There you go. There you go. So, um, so but, but uh, anyway, please join me if you would, guys. Please join me if you would in extending our heartfelt congratulations to Ruby Downs um, for, for being here with us, for being here to continue this amazing gift of life with us, um, and just for being an outstanding human being. Ruby, you're an inspiration. You are an inspiration to all of us, and uh, nothing that uh, I say today will be half a tenth as important as you sitting right here right now, man. It was so. Gangsta. Please know, please know how proud of you we are. Okay, it is great to see you again. Ruby now is back to work. I love my, my friends. Job. Back to work. Okay, so. Um, I got to share this with you guys because this is absolutely, positively mind-blowing to me. This is mind-blowing. Now, you know, every once in a while in this business, okay, every once in a while in this business, you get a shock, okay? You get a true shock that, uh, that, that shock waves down your system. And you've got your, you got your rundown all set today. Right, like I've got the rundown all set. I know what topics we're going to get to on the show today. We've got Don Munson joining us in the next segment of the show. Uh, We're going to go over Clemson, predict Clemson and South Carolina's final records for the season. We're going to do that on the show today. We've got Jake Crane joining us on the show. Uh, We've got my opinion on who's going to be in the conference championship games in the NFL. Okay, we've got like we've got a ton of fun stuff going on, a lot of mid-season takeaways in college football. And then every once in a while, my friends, every once in a great while, you get something that uh, very, very late minute that shocks your system, okay? That shocks your system. And that happened, folks, to me about 20 minutes ago that resulted in me doing this to the rundown, crumpling it up. Are you guys ready for some breaking news? I can't even believe this, folks. You cannot write jokes like this. The breaking news
2: is about something that is broken.
1: (laughs) Yeah. The broken... (laughs) It's inception. The breaking news, yeah, as Diesel said, is that something is broken. And that, my friends, is this. Um, Shane Beamer allegedly broke his foot, kicking something in anger... After Florida beat South Carolina. Folks, you cannot make this up. No! (laughs) You cannot make this up. At this point, ladies and gentlemen, the jokes write themselves, okay? Uh, Shane Beamer clearly exhibiting um, a level of cool-headedness, calmness, collectiveness that you look for in a CEO, Right? Like, you, you want somebody level-headed, right? Not somebody who pops off at an upstate radio host, okay? You want something, somebody level-headed, not somebody who screams at Dennis Dodd, find some joy. You want somebody level-headed, not somebody who breaks a foot. Break me off a little something-something. So I guess Florida broke off its foot and uh, Shane Beamer was in the way, you know? I guess when uh, Florida kicked that behind, it kicked a little bit something more. You know, uh, guys, you can't make this up. You can't make this up. And I want to open today by asking Gamecock fans, do you feel like th- does this news in any way, shape, or form make you feel any different about your head coach? Does it make you feel any different about him? You know, like you've seen, you've seen the, uh, the, the lay of the land. You've seen what he's capable of. You've seen what he does, right? You've seen how he acts. Okay, um, and uh, the tweets are already coming in. Buck Thomas says, I'm loving this heel. All right. Uh, Chris says, LOL, I hope they never fire him. Right. It's just, guys, you can't make this stuff up. You can't make it up. You know, and again, I come back to the way that I felt, the way that I feel, um, the way that I felt yesterday, saying that Gamecock fans simply deserve better. You deserve better than this you know now do you guys have proof do you have evidence to know that uh, shane beamer coming at me in january wasn't about me it was about him i mean now do you have proof about that right yeah like you you know about this right like you you have proof when somebody shows you who they are believe them okay believe them so it is what it is, guys. Like, it, it is what it is. Um, and it's a, it's, a tough, it's a tough situation. It's a tough scenario if you are a Gamecock fan. Um, I'm going to tell you what, all right? For the best joke about this, we're going to give special recognition today, okay? Because I'm normally not one to laugh at somebody else's misfortune. But today, Shane Beamer broke his foot kicking something in anger. There's an Oasis song about this. Don't look back in anger, I heard you say. There's an Oasis song about this, right? So wh- what, is, what is your best Shane Beamer broken foot joke? Special recognition to the best Shane Beamer broken foot joke that comes in on the madworldattractions.com text line. You know what's funny, Diesel? I bet you Shane Beamer's foot looks like a Mad World attraction right about now. You know? I'm I'm sure it I'm sure it closely resembles it.
2: Which well the question is which shade of, of red is his toe? Is it actual gamecock garnet or is the the incorrect shade that they that they printed out that big banner that they hung off of Willie B?
1: Yeah. Does does his foot know what color garnet actually is, Stiesel? I mean that's that <laughs> that is that is the million dollar question. Oh, guys, is it on sides or offsides? You know the show is called offsides um, for for poking fun at somebody's injury, for poking fun at somebody's misfortune. Guys, does this not scream silver spoon to you? You know, child of a wealthy man, got his opportunities because of a wealthy man, um, got his opportunities because of nepotism and growing up under a wealthy man. Does this not scream all of that to you? Like, he clearly doesn't have his emotions in check. He clearly doesn't have his emotions under control. All right, Um, and this is an embarrassment for the University of South Carolina, and I, I just keep coming back to the same thing. I keep coming back to the same thing. Gamecock fans deserve better. They just deserve better. You are starting now to put together, ladies and gentlemen, you're starting to kind of compile and put together the evidence on Shane Beamer, right? ton of fire, ton of passion, ton of emotion, ton of energy. You like that, right? You love that. But not level-headed, not cool calm and collected under pressure. That's the that's one of the top traits you look for in a CEO. Right? Like can somebody keep their cool under pressure with arrows fr- fi- flying at them? Don't you already have your answer right now on Shane for that? You saw what Shane said to me on social media. I've got the tweet in front of me. Shane Beamer in January said, I normally don't respond to second-rate JV radio programs I've never heard of, and apparently no one else has either, considering you're in the upstate and have 8,000 followers. Do you have a good source other than, oh, I don't know, me? Happy for Garrett Riley. We got our guy. And I wrote back to Shane and I said, Shane, I don't see any other top coaches doing this. You know, like you're at a major university now. You are not at a tiny high school in BFE. Like, why are you doing that? I don't know. You combine the record with actions like this, and is it fair to ask, is this the guy you want?
3: That was buffoonery. Is this... That
1: was complete and total buffoonery. Is this the guy you want? Uh, let's see here. Texter says, give me a break. Give me a break. Break me off a piece of that. Kit <laughs> Kat. So says Brandon. Texter says Shano might not get fired now, but they need—they'll need to give him the boots. <laughs> oh, oh my God! Like you—you you just can't make this up. You just—I mean—you you just can't make this up, folks. All right. 844-FAN-PHONE, that's 844-F-A-N-F-O-N-E, that's 844-326-3663 is the number to get to us on the text line. Uh, let's see, it's Mongo. Mongo, you've seen some of Shane Beamer's actions. You've seen him exhibiting the opposite of collectiveness under pressure, right? Is this the guy you want leading have- your program? Absolutely. Okay. I'll, well, tell you you said this, I'll tell you why. <laughs> Diesel's what. having a hard time
3: I'll not laughing. I'll tell you why. No, laugh, but I'll tell you why. 25 years ago, we would admire coaches with this kind of fire. My dad tells, or when he was healthy, he would tell me stories about him playing high school football for legendary coach Willie Varner, and when Woodruff would do something stupid and end up at halftime being down 21-7 to, to somebody like Wahala the chalkboards in the locker room would get broken and broomsticks would be broken over lockers and, you know, screaming and hollering and firing. And then you know what the team would do? They would come out and destroy that team in the second half.
1: Oh, come on, man. Um, come on. But, Mongo, I, I, Mongo, I see, you, Mongo I, you, are, you are not being objective at all. This is an idiotic I'm, behavior. This is idiotic. No! It's fire. It's not. I've done It's worse. not. Okay. okay. Yeah, do you think I have fire, Mongo? Do you, do you, you listen to the show, yeah, right? You know I really, have fire, right? You, you showed you know, have of fire
3: yesterday.
1: Okay. Okay. But I never kick anything in anger. I never take my anger out on the television set. Okay? Like, this dude is unhinged. He's unhinged. That's not He's unhinged. your CEO. What? It's not that's unhinged. not unhinged? No. Bro, the door's already no. fallen off. It's so unhinged.
3: Kicking, kicking a wall, letting unhinged is stupid. Yeah, I mean, but it's not unhinged. It shows fire. It shows, it shows passion. He cares. He cares. No. He cares wow. whether his team wins or loses.
1: Okay. Yeah. You know, I me, think just about every coach does though, Mongo. You know, they, they don't, they to don't me, break To me, it's no different.
3: Bones. To me, it's no different than Dabo getting on TV after a bad loss and and oh, making the statements on. that he's made that come the Clemson on. fans
1: are making fun of now. Mango, you're really losing points here, buddy. You're really losing points. The only It answer is what it is, man. Behavior, we're soft. We're yeah, soft, well, the only answer the, but yeah, but 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 the only answer is this is idiotic behavior and you're embarrassed. That's the only correct answer. Fire, here. passion. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fire and passion. You know, somebody gets fired for uh, punching their boss in the face. Oh, it's fire, it's passion. It's passion, you know? Look, pay no attention to the injury. It was only a flesh wound. It's fire, it's passion. Oh, my gosh.
2: Trying to make out with your your secretary is passion, too, Mark, but that's not okay either.
1: Texter says, Mark, you're wrong on this one. Sounds like a segment for ratings. Come on, do better. Wrong where, sir? Like, what? wrong on what? Like Seriously. He broke his foot... Kicking something after the Florida game. (laughs) Hurricane Jeff says, uh, Shane Beamer says, I normally don't respond to secondary JV doctors telling me that my foot is broken. I would rather go with a professional who knows what he's talking about. By the way, best Shane Beamer broken foot joke will get special recognition on the show. Okay? Send your Shane Beamer... Angry at the world, mad at the world, jokes in, okay? He he deserves them. He deserves them, okay? This, my friends, is pathetic. It's pathetic. What do you mean? Like, guys, this this should not be a situation where Clemson fans are laughing and South Carolina fans are still blindly defending this idiotic behavior, okay? This should be a situation where universally everybody is saying, wow, wow, this is unhinged. This is not the way a CEO behaves. You know that
2: in a couple weeks or a couple of days, he's going to come out and say, well, you know, I, I did this. I've entered anger management, counseling. I'm working on myself. You know, these are the things that he's going to say.
1: Um, let's see here. Texter says, are we sure that Marco Wilson, that's the Florida guy who threw a shoe, wasn't in attendance at the game and upped his moment of fame? <laughs> A uh, texter says, did Shane Beamer break his foot off in Clayton White's hmm after that defensive showing against Florida? Did he break his foot off in the hmm? Hmm. Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, my goodness gracious. Folks, the jokes write themselves. It's not a big deal at all, a texter says. Carolina might not win four games. I've been trying to tell my buddies Beamer is not the answer. It's like... You guys reveal what team you're a fan of, okay, without even telling us. It's not a big deal at all. Sincerely, Gamecock fan. Beamer's not the guy. Sincerely, Clemson fan. Crazy Ralph is up next. Hey, Crazy Ralph, you're off sides.
4: Yeah, I don't don't buy this whole story, this whole narrative about kicking something in the locker room. Uh, I think that's a bunch of crap. He was probably out chest bumping a cheerleader or something after the kicker made an extra point. This is, the, this is what we have in front of us right now, this child, this little boy who's out here uh, like he's in the backyard playing with his friends. Uh, he's immature. He's got no poise. He's got no business being the college football coach. Uh, the best job he ever had was being that special teams coach. That's where he should have stayed, should have stayed in his lane. But no, we got Ray Tanner. We got Ray Tanner as our athletic director, the baseball coach, who all of a sudden knows how to hire a football coach. He's the biggest disaster of all time at South Carolina when it comes to hiring people. I blame him for this fiasco. No, sir, he didn't kick anything. He twisted his ankle, chest bumping or doing something silly or stupid after a play that didn't even matter. That's my take.
1: There you go. There you go. Thank you very much for the call, Crazy Ralph. You know, a very very level-headed spiel from Crazy Ralph, which is exactly what we haven't seen from Shane Beamer. Breaking your foot because you kick something. They got to get isn't that guy
4: j- out. They got to get him out.
1: This isn't what your eight year old child does in their room. Breaking their foot because they kick something. The only thing missing from this is the video. I mean, somebody's got the video somewhere, right? Can we access the video, please? Good gosh, guys. You know, like I told you guys, I was going to turn the page on all this Florida stuff over the weekend, and Shane Beamer just. Ca- just keep continues to be so dumb, he won't let me. I'm trying to turn the page. I want to talk about other things. The football coach won't let me. We have got Don Munson joining us next right here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's off sides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the fan Upstate. Joining us right now, my friends, is the director of broadcasting at Clemson University. He is known as Don Munson, and he is a legend around these parts. Always great to have him on. You know, when I hosted the, uh, the network Clemson postgame show, I got to watch and observe uh, Don Munson do his thing. Uh, I got to watch professionalism in full display. Something in the last hour we have learned is not really taking part in uh, parts of Columbia, South Carolina, and I admire that professionalism more than I admire a, a good swift kick. I really do. Uh, Don Munson joins us right <laughs> joins us right now on the line. Good after Good afternoon, Don. Was that a laugh? Did I hear a laugh, <laughs> Don?
5: Yeah, yes, it was. Sometimes we all need a good swift kick. My wife will back that up every now and then. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just need a good swift kick. <laughs> yeah,
1: Melissa Level at uh, Ingalls said, well, now he Beamer cannot audition to be Clemson's next kicker. You know, so, yeah. uh, so, that's, so that's the, here we go. But uh, it's yeah. great, great. Oh, <laughs> my <laughs> So here you go. Don Munson joins us. You're, you're playing this well, Don. You're playing this very, very well. Second half of the season for Clemson. What do you want to see, Don? Where are areas of improvement fans should be looking at?
5: Well, I want to see 6-0. I mean, that's what I want to see. Uh, are we going to see that, I guess, is, is the question. Certainly the number one thing that needs to be improved upon in the last six games is just ball security. And Coach Sweeney has said that over and over again. He, he said it again today in his, in his press conference. And, you know, that, that has to be the number one thing. They've got to take care of the football. And so, you know, if they can do that, then then they got a chance. Then they got a chance. Um, the other thing I think that needs to improve is is how does Antonio Williams fit back into all of this? Now he's missed he's missed several games because of injury. we Will get him back at wide receiver. So how does that help out uh, the wide receiver core? I think that also maybe the tight ends uh, mark need to be a little bit bigger of a factor as we go through the last six games of the year. stool is has got to get on track. You know, he's shown flashes, but he needs to do more than flash. He needs to be, he needs to be a guy that's on permanent strike, uh, you know, so to speak. So uh, those, those are some things. And defensively, I don't know that they, that they have a whole lot to improve on. They are the fifth best defense in the country right now. I just don't know how you go about improving on that.
1: Very, very well said. Don Munson joining us here to uh, preview Clemson's second half here on Offside. Mark Ryan and Diesel, the fan upstate. Uh, Don, I'm curious what you took away from North Carolina-Miami over the weekend. Obviously, an advantage for Clemson having the bye week. Miami has a devastating loss. Then they try not to have that, uh, try not to lose to Georgia Tech twice. I, I thought the effort was there against North Carolina. I just think, I think the Tar Heels are really, really good this year. Uh, what, what early thoughts do you have about this matchup in South Florida?
5: Well, I think the one thing that you learned from watching the game over the weekend was that North Carolina got emphatically better with Walker on the field. <laughs> I mean, you can understand why they were fighting to get him on the field, uh, and, and now you know why because that dude can play. I mean, no doubt, no doubt about it. But after watching that, you know, Miami has lost two in a row. Clemson looking to win three in a row as we head off to South Beach on on Saturday and. You know, so you got two teams that are headed a little bit in, in different directions. If Clemson could come out, jump on Miami early, you know, and establish something early, I mean, more than just a three point lead. If they can get, say, they get to a 10 point lead early in that game, it's going to be interesting to see how Miami responds uh, to that, to be perfectly honest with you. And so I think that's, you know, defensively, I think that Clemson matches up fairly well uh, against Miami. I think maybe the most overlooked part of Miami is their running game. They're Averaging right at 190 yards per game on the ground so they can run the football. But Clemson's going to take that away, and then they're going to force them to throw. And that's that's kind of like choosing your poison right there because certainly uh, Tyler Van Dyke can throw it around. The question becomes is how healthy is Tyler Van Dyke going to be on Saturday?
2: You know, Don, when I'm looking at, uh, you know, making picks and who I think is going to win a football game, I like to look at offensive production, defensive production, points per game. In your mind, is there a point total that Clemson needs to hit to be able to beat Miami this week? Obviously you want to hit that plus about 10 for a little, for, for some insurance points, but in your mind, is there, is, is there a number, a point total that Clemson has to hit to win?
5: You know, I think when you go into games like this, you, I, it's always in my mind, all right, can you score 28 points? Can you score 28 points in this game? And if you can, I think you're going to win. Uh, to be I just think it's that kind, that kind of game. Uh, I think that that Clemson can ball control them a little bit. We've seen Clemson do that. Obviously, a 15-play drive, a 16-play drive uh, the last time out uh, against against Wake, so they know how to ball control. Miami's going to make them be patient with the football because they are probably going to think, you know, if we make them try to go on 8, 10, 12-play drives, they're going to turn the ball over at some point in time. They're going to make a mistake, or we're going to force them into a field goal try. And Obviously, that has not gone uh, exceedingly well for, for Clemson, but And then the 28 may be that that magic total that you look at is from a Clemson standpoint, you get there, and uh, we certainly like our
1: chances. Don Munson joining us on the show. Don, Dabo would never let himself do this, but I'm wondering if you will let yourself do this. Have you stopped to consider, Don, just the possibilities that Clemson could potentially get back in the uh, in the ACC race here you consider Louisville's loss to Pitt I was looking at the latest odds today North Carolina is the odds-on favorite to meet Florida State in the ACC championship game but as you know North Carolina still has Duke still has at Clemson at Georgia Tech at NC State should they drop another one that that Clemson game could be for all the marbles do you allow your mind to go to that what if no, I mean, because if you look at the numbers, certainly the odds are, are not in
5: your favor in any way, shape, or form. I mean, obviously you would have to have Florida State, you know, Florida State needs to lose three times because you can't tie with them. Well, I guess you could tie with them and still make uh, the the uh, the ACC championship, but that means that Duke would have to lose three times. And after watching Duke, even with a backup quarterback last week, I mean, they looked awfully good uh, with a backup quarterback, uh, certainly in in the ball game. Louisville has to lose again. Uh, you know, is Louisville going to lose again? Eh, they, Like you said, they just lost uh, to Pittsburgh, so I guess maybe anything is possible. They have, Clemson has North Carolina here on the 18th. Does that all of a sudden really evolve into a big game if if North Carolina should stumble uh, prior to that coming in here? But uh, I think that right now that Clemson just has to be worried about Clemson. They, they can't be worried about what else is, is happening. If it gets to that point, uh, we'll see what happens. And a lot of times, you know, programs haven't been there programs just have not been there at this point in time trying to play for a championship and trying to get there and it it does it takes its toll and it it does play with your mind a little bit all of a sudden when you could man you see that you see that chalice that is out there i mean it's it's right there and it's you know it's kind of like um, indiana jones father told him indy just leave it leave it alone don't don't grasp at it you know stay right here we'll we'll pull you back up um sometimes it's just it's it's too much pressure to handle.
2: Don, uh, what what uh, preparations or additional preparations, if anything has changed, is Cade clubnick going through with his coaching staff? You know, because obviously he's struggled a little bit over the past couple of weeks, as, as have a lot of position groups on the team offensively. Uh, but can you give us any insight on how they're coaching him up uh, as we're at the midway point of the season?
5: Yeah, one of the things that Cade did was he stayed here on campus, so he, he didn't go anywhere over, over the weekend, he actually stayed. Here. Actually, there was i was I was shocked at the number of guys that actually stayed here on campus. You know, and that, they got some they got some you know feed up time. Don't don't get me wrong. They they were able to do that, but I think they also spent some time together and you know did did some further film work and that kind of stuff, getting ready for for Miami. I think that you know the biggest thing for Kate is just going out there and playing. The more he plays. The more that he's going to get exposed to things that he hasn't seen, they can try to show him stuff in practice, but there's, but there's nothing like game situations uh, to be able to show him uh, stuff. And so I, I think that's probably just the biggest thing. Let, let Kay go out there and play. Let him just continue to try to pick up some confidence. He knew that he, that he took a step backwards last week, and, and he actually said that. He said, hey, last time out wasn't, wasn't my best effort. So he knows that, that he needs to perform better, and I think that
1: he's got it in him. Don Munson joining us on the show. Don, in our position, uh, we have our ears to the ground on exactly what the fans are thinking and feeling. And believe it or not, the quarterback position is not the position group that is most often criticized in terms of our text line, our tweets, our calls, etc. That position is the running back room. And it just seems, Don, again, you know, we had a discussion last week about fan expectation and how sometimes fan expectation is not in line with reality. But it seems that position more than any other, the performance does not meet the expectation the fans had. Is that a function of a lack of explosiveness? Is that a function function of the offensive line not playing up to its capability or perhaps a little of all? I think it's probably a little
5: bit of both because I think that the offensive line has actually performed better than probably people expected them to perform. Certainly the loss of Walker Parks doesn't help. So you lost a big, big part right there. But it's allowed younger kids to, to come in and play. So now you're going to kind of get a revolving door at, at right tackle. You've already got a little bit of a revolving door over there at left tackle as well. You know, some can call that a good thing. The other may not call it uh, so good. Um, but then you also, you know, I think that people saw the frustration from from Shipley a couple of games ago when he kind of got kind of got hot with uh, with CJ Spiller on the sidelines, and that's just because he's a competitor. He wanted to to stay in the ball game and get the ball into the end zone. He he went that period of time without even having scored a touchdown. Uh, you know, he started out the season without getting in the end zone. What first two or three games uh, without even getting in the end zone? So, um, you know, I think all of that just kind of accumulates and. Again, you sit here at 4-2, Clemson fans are used to seeing teams at 6-0. and zero. They don't like 4-2. They don't like the taste of any of that. So they're trying to do anything right now to get that taste out of their mouth.
1: Don Munson joining us here on Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the fan upstate. Uh, Don, as you consider uh, the, the second half of this season and all that Clemson has uh, in front of it, um, can you speak, Don, to the job dabo does rallying the troops i I continue to be impressed by that you seal the, the the phrase is the wheels fall off right for teams throughout college football that's a challenge that shane beamer uh has right now in columbia and what do you think it is about dabo where he does so well the team seems to play like all of the goals are still available well,
5: I think that he learned that very early on in his head coaching career. Obviously, you know there's not that many people that take over midway through a season and then you know get a job. I mean, there's just not many people that do that. That just doesn't happen that often uh, in college football. Forget college football; it doesn't happen in in most college sports. But you know, not only was he able to take over midway through a season, but he was able then to lead a squad to a winning record, which was the first time, by the way, that that had been done since 1970. Right, so. It had been, you know, that had been 40, what, 38 years, 38 years before anybody else had done that in college football. And Sweeney was, was able to do that. Then he gets the, the full-time gig. And what happens? They, they win a division championship. They go to an ACC championship game against Georgia Tech. Neither team punts. The clock kind of runs out on Clemson. They don't win that game. 2010, a losing season as they finish up 6-7. and seven. But then, you know, things start to turn in 11. And then 12 happens. And, you know, so you go back and you just look at that process right there. Those, mm-hmm. those seasons compiled and backed up against one another. And I think that what he learned was that, you know what, if I stay positive with this, if I, if I keep preaching, you know, guys, we've got to keep looking ahead that the most important game is this game. You can't look further down the road. Windshield mentality, forget what's in the rearview mirror, all of that stuff. And eventually the buy-in happened. And then all of a sudden, 15 happens. You go to a national championship game. You, you come up a little bit short. Then you win one in 16. You lose in a semifinal in 17. You win again in 18. You go back to a national championship game again in 19. You lose that one uh, to LSU. You know, now, now the belief system is just beyond the walls of the football office, but it permeates all over campus. It permeates all through the fan base as well, and it permeates across the country. Uh, so, you know, there's all of that, and that that takes time. And you know, people don't like don't like things that take time because we're not a we're not a hey, let's go work for it, let's go earn it kind of society. We are a, we are want it now because we deserve it. Society. Don, and is, that's just not who William Christopher is.
2: Don, is there a moment that you look back, a game that you called, a play that you called, uh, a situation that you found yourself in that? just chokes you up every time you think about, you know, how special that moment was, especially for the future there at Clemson?
5: Oh, I, I think that you go back to the 16 uh, pass to Renfro. I, I, you know, that, that's the play. I mean, that's, that's absolutely the, the play that kind of changed everything. Clemson, you know, wasn't supposed to win that ball game. Um, you know, they, they just weren't. And they figured, out a, they figured out a way to win. And then, you know, they proved that they could get it done. And then, you know, 17, you know, 17 happens. They lose in the semifinals again to Alabama, but then they get another shot at them in 18. And there's a game that they're really not supposed to win because most teams call that Alabama team in 18 to, to that point the greatest football program that had ever set foot on the gridiron. And Clemson just demolished them. And I don't think that, that team ever gets the credit for what it deserves. But I, I certainly the throw to Renfro is, is the one that that changed, I think, everything for Clemson because they proved that they could go out and do it.
1: He's Don Munson, director of broadcasting for Clemson University. Clemson against Miami coming your way 8 p.m. this Saturday on the ACC Network. Always appreciate your time, Don. Thanks so much and safe travels. Thank you so much, Mark. Appreciate having me on. Diesel be good. Thanks for letting me spread a little
5: gospel to the Clemson Tigers. Go Tigers.
1: You got it. All right. Don Munson. Always uh, do appreciate his time joining us on the show. All right. Up next. Um, there, the Gamecocks have been the last few days a comedy of errors. Okay. However, I'm going to make a pledge to you Gamecock fans. There's no – I'm not being smart. I'm not being wise. Okay. I'm not doing any of those things. I got a pledge to you, and I'll make it next. Here on Offsides, we are the Fan upstate. All right, my friends, we are live on location at 410 Pelser Highway, the lovely Melissa Level. Ruby is here with us, Ruby Downs, and she's back to work. It's awesome to have And my main man, Corey, uh, engineer extraordinaire, is, uh, is with us here today, rolling on until 7 p.m. today. Um, guys, I got to be real with you. I was telling Melissa and Ruby this in the commercial break. I got to have a procedure tomorrow. And I'm not in a, the best headspace about this, you know. Like I, I, I struggle with anything that like changes my mental state. Okay. Now, uh, Ruby, can I share with what, can I share Ruby what you said? Ruby, can I share what you said? Ruby said drugs are great. Okay. She, she said drugs are great. Um, but like for me, like they got to do that anesthesia thing, and you know, I'm, I'm having an upper endoscopy, and it just like. I don't know man it scares the hell out of me. Scares the hell out of me. So like the show today is the best thing for me because it's the one thing that can get my mind to stop thinking about it. What's that? Oh, yeah, yeah, my, Angela will be there. Angela will be there. But uh, I just got to be honest with you. I'm not like uh I don't do well. I don't know why. I don't do well with stuff like this. I'd almost rather I'd almost rather kick something and have a broken foot than than go through this, you know. <laughs> I have, oh, do I have a will? Oh, dear God. That doesn't help, Melissa. That doesn't help. Uh, Melissa, by the way, said, Melissa Level said, it's a shame that Shane Beamer will no longer be able to audition for Clemson's kicker. And uh, I said that Shane Beamer would now win the contest for the one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. So, uh, so Beamer would do a hell of a job at that, my friends, right now. But I do want to share this with you guys, okay? Um, I am ready to move on. Um, from the Florida game on Friday, on Saturday. I'm ready. You know, the Gamecock fans want me to move on. I've gotten my shots in. Yes, the Florida Gators won. The Gamecocks lost. But I feel like, you know, he won't let me. You know, he keeps stubbing his toe. You know what I'm saying? He won't let me. Every chance we get that we're ready to move on, uh, he won't let any of us move forward. And um, I, I want to let you guys know this, okay, that even though... The head coach, if you're a Gamecock fan, your head coach and I uh, have a history that, you know, I will bury the hatchet. Dudes typically do, do – do guys do a better job than women do at burying the hatchet, you know, and moving forward? Is that, is that something that's – you know, that guys do better, right? I'm, I'm just curious about that because in my life growing up, when, like, girls fought, they stayed mad at each other for a year, okay? And when guys fought, they had a scrap, and then a couple days later, they're good. You know, that's what it was like for me growing up, and so, like for me, Shane Beamer and I had a scrap. Okay, I'm gonna put it behind me. I'm gonna move on. Uh, Ruby looks like she's shooting sharp, pointy objects at me for for this take, and know, uh, I'm I'm not sure why, uh, but um, but it's you know like once this is done, okay, we move on. You know, like this is how I I handle a spat. You know, dudes have a spat, they throw hands every once in a while, and then you move on. And so please know that there is going to be no like long-lasting anything from me against the Gamecocks or me against Beamer. That's just, that's just not going to happen, okay? It's just not going to happen. I wanted to move on from this today. I have a whole rundown planned of different content, you know? But if somebody in the upstate is tuning into our show for the first time right now, you know what the most important piece of news they've got to know is? That Shane Beamer uh, did not listen to the band Oasis. He did not look back in anger. He kicked something instead, and uh, and he broke his foot. Brett McMurphy has (laughs) – it's cracking me up every time, Diesel. Brett McMurphy has this um, quote from Shane Beamer on what happened. It certainly was a gut-wrenching emotional loss. I was frustrated and kicked something I shouldn't have kicked, and I thought I was okay. The adrenaline of the game wore off, and before anybody starts the narrative, the head football coach is frustrated and lost his poison, all that. No, I care about these kids. I was really upset on Saturday night because I didn't do enough to help them get over the hump and win the football game. I don't think I have to have surgery, but there is a broken bone in my foot. It hurts like you know what. I've got to show toughness and fight through it. It's been one of those years. It's been one of those years. Diesel, um, you know, we have Chris Phillips of the Spurs Up show saying this is flat-out embarrassing. You know, you have more Homer Gamecock fans saying, no, 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 it's the passion we love to see. Where do you come out on kick (laughs) gates 2023?
2: Look, it's embarrassing for a sitting head coach at this level to be going through these things regularly. You know, if you lose your poise and you say something you shouldn't say in an interview one time or in a post game press conference, one time, you're fine. It shows that you have that fire and that passion that you can rein it in going forward, but it just keeps happening over and over and over again and, like, I got I to gotta question Mongo on this because he called in and said, man, I love it. I love it. I love the passion. Really? Like, how's a guy going to walk from one end of the stadium to the other end of the stadium to talk to a coach if he's limping and it takes him twice as long to get there? That's an idiotic thing to say. Like, this is the modern era, man. Like, this, this is not the 1960s, 70s, and 80s high school football where the coach could grab a kid by the throat and it was seen as a good thing. This is not that era of football anymore, no matter how badly you want it to be. So, you know, don't strain yourself stretching that far to 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 explain this away, Mongo.
1: The uh, yeah, Mongo, don't hurt yourself. We're gonna have two, stretch, code, two
2: guys in traction.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> go easy, Mongo. Go easy, Mongo, Bongo. Um, I want to um, I want to challenge you guys on this. Okay, there is one thing about your behavior as fans that has perplexed me since I've been here in the upstate. Okay. One thing that has deeply perplexed me. And I want you guys, if you would be so kind to open up about yourselves in the next segment, we will have, this is not going to be, you know, me talking to you. I don't like shows that do that anyway. I want this next segment, especially to be, we have like a town hall meeting. It's me, it's Diesel, it's you guys. We're sharing, we're learning about each other. I'll tell you what it's about next. We're live on location at my favorite market. It's your Ingalls Market, 410 Pelzer Highway in Easley, South Carolina. Folks, you make 10,000 decisions every single day. The easiest decision is where to get your groceries. Come out and see us and say hi. 410 Pelzer Highway, Easley, South Carolina. It's offside. Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the fan. Upstate.